welcome to the second part of our interview with Sreejan Pal Singh, a 2009 alumnus of IMA who is speaking to us about public policy, working with Dr. APJ Abdul Kalam and his learnings along the way. If you haven't listened to the first part, we recommend you go back and listen to that first. For the rest, let's continue. Actually, something that you said I found it very interesting was that uh, when you said that we agreed to a common base in theology and then the variation starts. So all of us agree at a common base. That is exactly what we do in technology also. All of us agree that yes, nuclear power is good, but then all of us have our variations of the of the other implications. I yeah, I know. So uh, and see the, what happens. The advantage is that at what level do you agree? And that's right. a very difficult thing for a for a state to do. That's why the state comes in very handy, right? Mm -hmm. Who does? Who will say that you are allowed to do this and I am allowed to do this, and you are not allowed to do this? Allowed is fine, but the moment you're not allowed to do that, there's a problem. Who will do that? And I think it comes from three elements, right? One is the state. The state is obviously has got the law and order in its hands. So that's very important concern. The second is uh, the responsibility of the the people who lead religion themselves. You know, people who who are considered to be you know people who people uh, who others would look up to in matters of religion. I think they have a big role to play because they are responsible for those who follow them. And the third are families. Families are responsible to create citizens which are mindful of differences of others, and who are also there to realize that uh, uh, you know that what you believe is is absolutely fine with you, but others may believe something else. Yeah. And sometimes you have to you know sort of agree on a lowest common multiple, and that's uh, what it is. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can always uh, argue, you know, where do you draw the line, and it's it's hard because. Right. So that's where, you know, I'll go back to your other question, which was about policy. There are no hard lines, you know, you, you don't have a black and white. Unlike, you know, you're a profit or a loss, so it's black and white. But that's not how you measure uh, uh, human behavior in general. Right. 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 Going in a bit different direction now, uh, in a lot of your talks, you talk about uh, stories about your learnings from Kalam, Dr. Kalam or like uh, your experiences with him. I just wanted to know which one is uh, one of those learnings that you still carry and like you'll never forget that you got from Dr. Kalam or by working with him. Oh, there's not one. There are many. There are many. Of course. <laughs> the best one. See, I'll tell you. I'll, a simple example is what I was talking. And I'll put it in context. There are many, but uh, and it's hard to say which one is favorite and which was not because I don't think there should be anything favorite uh, with such a person and this thing can go on for an hour and I can keep discussing it. But I want to, before anything else, I want to put that learning in context of what we were discussing in the previous question, right? So Dr. Kalam was a hardline vegetarian, right? So he was like, no egg, no meat, right? That kind of a person. I come from Lucknow, so I'm more flexible. Right. These days I'm a little more vegetarian, but back in those days I was a little less vegetarian, let's put it that way. And uh, whenever we would go to, say, anywhere, especially in places where people didn't know his dietary patterns, uh, assuming his name, which was a Muslim name, and mine was a Hindu name, uh, they would, and we would tell them that, you know, we need one vegetarian and one non-vegetarian, and they would just, you know, they'll take the plate and serve him all the you know, chicken, mutton, whatever, and they will give me all the dal roti, sabzi, right? That's how it is. Right. Now people will make assumptions. That's okay. So as soon as this guy turned over, we just exchange our plates. You know, that's what we did. So there's no point in, no, 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 don't give it to me, give it to him. Let him do what he's doing. 
and let him work on his assumptions. It's okay. And then we have a simple solution. You just change the plates. You know, your plate to me, my plate to you, and finished. Right. So I think in, that just shows that you know we should have. So that person was not malified, right? He was just doing it because he assumed something, and he wanted to be good at what he's doing. And that's what he did. Now he did. A, he didn't assume the right things, but that's okay. But what we can do is that instead of reprimanding the person and saying "ye galat hai, and just putting him off, and he's a host, right? You respect his assumption. You respect his hard work, which goes uh, in his assumption and whatever he wanted to serve you because he felt good about it. And let it do that, and you just change your plates. In life, it's all about sometimes changing your plates. So it's about symphony. It's about harmony. It's about symbiotic existence. And that's one thing you should learn away from I am actually. And if uh, you, you might edit me if you want here, but I am teaches us to actually that life is a zero-sum game, and that's not true. For some people to succeed, that doesn't mean that others should fail. It's not how life works. And the world is so wide and so vast that even if zero-sum game was there in your life, you will not experience it because you're not dealing with seven and a half billion people, right? So it doesn't matter. This whole ideology that I should I should succeed and for that, well, somebody would fail, and I accept that is so it's so against the idea of compassion, right? Asamvedan shil hai. Hindi mein bolte na asamvedan shil hai. Because if you believe that, it's, it's just a sad thing. If you believe in a world where others will lose and it's fine because you stand on their failures as an icon of success, I don't believe that it's going to lead to happiness. And if you, it might not even happen, but the idea that you accept it, that every success you get in life stands on failures of others, is just like building a palace on a grave. And nobody's happy building a palace on a grave, right? So you have to let go of that idea. People can win together. There are common victories which we can have, and a large number of people can win together. If you defeat coronavirus, everybody wins, right? There are common goals in life. Try to find them. Right? I think that is that level of compassion is something which uh, I think Dr. Kalam had, uh, and I think that's something worth learning. He was a great man. Uh, of course, people would say he's a great scientist. Yes, he's a great scientist, but. I, probably he was a great scientist in 1980s, uh, maybe till 1990s, till you know he became the president. Then science moved, and he was the president. He went into policy. So at 2010, he was probably not the greatest scientist in India, but he was a man of scientific temperament, and I think that was greater than anybody else. So you could teach him something. You know, a young I was in your age when I was working with him, and I could tell him, "Sir, you're wrong. This is the right thing." Now you don't insult him. You you say it in private. That this is wrong. This is right. And he will say, sit down and tell me what is right. And the next day he will change it. He will accept that he was wrong yesterday and today he's right. So I think the idea that, you know, even in the age of when I started with him, uh, he would have been what, 76 years old or 78 years old, right? 78 years old he was. And I could tell, I know it's 25, 24, something like that, right? At that stage, I could tell him, sir, this would work, right? And I may be wrong as well, but I have to put my point forward. But if he would stand on an ivory tower and say that, look, young man, you have no experience. You don't talk. You don't tell me what to do. Then I think at that stage, Kalam would have stopped being Kalam. Because then at that stage, you stop growing. The worst thing you can do to yourself is bring in an ego that nobody can teach me anything. Because that day you stop learning. Correct? 
right. that is something we should carry in your life and you are in your mid 20s and i think if you carry now uh, it will last you for a lifetime so following up on that we are all uh, we are all trained in ambition right we are all very ambitious people generally and and um, we have high aims but uh, and when you are working at 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 a place where the stakes are so high how do you keep a balance between delusion and ambition how do you stay grounded in reality like mm-hmm. so how do you how do you uh, draw a line between delusion and ambition see first of all a lot of ambitions uh, which people had were considered delusions in those times correct to young bicycle repairers thought thought that they could fly and it was delusional that people said ye to matlab suicide ka dusra tarika hai बाइसिकल रिपेयर बताओ मतलब बाइसिकल शॉप दे हार्डवर्क so when you start with anything all your ambitions are delusions to the rest of the world the problem is your delusion should not become a delusion to yourself you should not become delusioned right so that should not happen and i think that would not happen if your ambitions are are wider than yourself so if your ambition is to just you know it's just about me 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 and i am at the center of everything what i get is everything then your ambitions are are on the track to become delusions there's a risk that they'll become delusional but if your ambitions are bigger than that if your ambitions are about uh, you know something which encompasses more people beyond you is not just about you as a human being and what you consume and what you eat and where you live and what car you drive and what city you live in what not whatever else what how many zeros are there in your salary if that is not the case then and your your ambition is something wider it is something to do with the rest of the world it's something to do with at least some part of the rest of the world i think you are more diluted because it's more grounded because then it it has ingredients from a wider experience it has more grassroots orientation to it and then uh, you know you can you can have your heads head in the sky but then your feet will be at the ground because you are there for the ground the problem is we try to leave the ground and try to take off all the time when you become tall it doesn't mean you 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 leave your ground doesn't mean that your feet should leave the ground you have to become tall like uh, that way so i think that is very important have have ambitions which have bigger goals than yourself i think that's the mantra and make you happier actually because otherwise there's no end to it i'm telling there's no end to it you have x you want y then you get y then you see oh everybody's got something which is more than y i want something more than that then there's always somebody more and somebody more and somebody more and somebody more i'm sure mark zuckerberg is also unhappy i i need more money right and the one who's got the most money will say i need to keep this money you know then there is another guy who is that amazon guy that amazon guy bezos jeff bezos is worried that oh, i'll get a divorce and i'll lose my money so then he's got a problem as well so everybody's got a problem right so this is the problem that this, this is an endless run i'm not saying you should not aim to become prosperous you should definitely aim to become rich and prosperous but that should not be your only aim it's a means to achieve a bigger aim right you need to be suffice financially to be secure you need to be you need to have some wealth 
a decent amount of wealth and given your education uh, a reasonably decent amount of wealth but earning wealth cannot be an end goal what do you do with it even if you think that i want to be you know a little more self centered then what do you do it with it for yourself because the only gift you have in life is time that's the only wealth there's no other wealth in life baki sab to demonetize ho sakta hai hai na but the gift of time is the only thing which is given to you and you don't even know how much you have because uh, you are healthy to a point and you are when uh, you become old eventually you will start turning old believe me you will start getting some gray hair you will start worrying about especially devansh will start losing hair that will also happen already all those things will happen ha <laughs> uh, so these things do happen in life and uh, so you have a you know you have a sort of marginal decreasing utility of time in life that will also happen so what do you do with the most precious time which is now is very important one needs to understand you know a moment lost right now in your life would is not just worth what it is right now but it is the worth it is what it is worth at the peak of your life because you shift that entire thing right so i think those things are uh, are extremely important if you value your time if you are grounded and if your ambitions are bigger than yourself bigger than just your individual sphere i think uh, you run you sort of mitigate the risk of becoming delusional and it's okay to be slightly delusional there's nothing wrong with it okay. the world says pagal hai to theek hai chal raha hai i think that's a really nice answer thank uh, you talking about that preciousness of time uh, what would be your uh, fondest memory of the red brick wall i am a campus oh i am a campus fondest memory of many 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 of them are there see i it's hard to sort of pin one because it's a life right i am a is a way of living and uh, back in our days uh, i mean i made my facebook account while i was in second year so you can understand how technologically backward we were which is a great thing because then you could <laughs> sit outside that canteen you know that where i don't know whether the shop is there right now that in that shop where you sell the merchandise the oh yeah yeah it's still there, there. Yeah, yeah so you so you just sit there and uh, a lot of you know there's like one like a panchayat there which used to happen so pretty good uh, days those were and i think uh, these were the best these were they, you'll remember them as the best days in your life no matter what you achieve in your life these these times you will uh, this is the last uh, perhaps uh, at least for most of you this will be the last time you'll be in college right so you are now uh, and you might get nostalgic about it now but you will be now in the last year of your college education in most probability some of you may do phd some of you uh, may do a second masters so enjoy your time and and make great friends and be nice to people you know people around you they will remember you for being nice to them i used to get about a few months ago maybe 3 months ago i got a mail from uh, i'll not go into the details but there was a particular student who was uh, my junior and uh, and she wanted to leave the campus uh, because of some health issue and uh, it was a persistent health issue she could not uh, do anything about it and we we did so many things uh, just to make sure that she is in the campus so she used to come with a with a telescope in the class she would read but it would be very slow for her to read because you know she had a vision problem she couldn't see well and she hung on uh, and i was as happy that you know a lot of people got together that she she just could get in and uh, and she never failed in any subject i mean she managed it right and then uh, a few months ago 10 years down the line she writes me an email i remember what you did for me 
I think it's great. Uh, Ten years down the line, you can you can have people who can remember you for uh, doing something, something, you know, some little things. Ultimately, the courage is hers. I can't take the credit. It was her courage. I was just an element in that entire reaction which she was obviously holding together. But uh, I think it was great that people could remember you for those things. So what I'm trying to tell you is that no matter what you do in campus, be nice to people, and you will, and they will remember you for great things you do. I remember one of the things, uh, you know, I'll not get into, of course, one of the greatest memory was to meet Dr. Kalam there. But there were other things, you know, <clears throat> there used to be a professor. His name was uh, Professor Devanath Tirupati. Uh, you have not heard of him. And uh, he was a very strict professor, to be honest. I mean, he'll be like one of those professors who locks your class, you know, the moment okay. the time is there. <laughs> and one day it was raining. It must have been around this season, right? So, uh, and I saw, and he would be like 50, 60 probably, 60 year old professor, short frame, thin, wears spectacles, you know, he, he looks like a professor. And in this season, he'll always carry an umbrella, black, big umbrella. And he had his umbrella parked here, you know, under his arm. And uh, he was going from the old campus to the new campus. And he had an underpass, right? And uh, not my class, but somebody else's class. And he's looking at his watch and he's obviously getting late. And it's slippery. The whole thing is slippery, it's raining. It's raining, but he's not opening his umbrella because that will slow him down. So he's running. This old professor is running because he does not want to get late for the class, right? And I feared that he might slip. Uh, well, who knows, right? And he's obviously getting wet as well. I think it was a great thing because I always, in my first year, I thought, oh, he's too strict, you know? But in, in that day moment, I realized that he's also strict on himself. I think people who can apply difficult standards to uh, which they put out on others to themselves. Uh, I think that's that's a great thing. I, I learned that and he was not even teaching me, right? I was not even in his class and I could still learn. I think IMA gives you a lot of such opportunities to learn accidentally. And that is what you should do. Accidental learning is the most, I, I don't remember anything which he taught me. Anything I don't remember, right? But I remember this lesson which happened outside the class, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's, he was a great teacher, but I was a bad student. But uh, uh, but I do remember this lesson. And I think uh, these life lessons are extremely important. And you'll find a lot of them. And I'm not necessarily from uh, our professors alone. You know, these silent people, you know, who work there. I, I just the whole system keeps running. But in I am the body system, where you do not see these people who are making the system run uh, in a very obvious manner. The person who maintains your electricity, the person who maintains your water supply, the person who maintains the cleanliness in the classroom, you don't even meet them. The AV guy is barely visible, right? We had to bring them back. You know, when I graduated, I got all of them together and I showed these people manage electricity and this big person manage your water tank and this guy clean, uh, you know, your tap supply so that it works well. But we never saw them. The silent hand is also very, very important and you must realize the worth of it. And that's the difference. That's one lesson in compassion you should get is that uh, the whole system runs like a clockwork and uh, and there's so many clockmakers which are just unheard and silent and invisible and, and that purpose that duty the sense of duty in them is amazing and i think a lot to learn from them there's a lot to learn from a lot of such people so i think that overall learning environment is something you should learn right that is that is a lesson you'll remember in life of course you'll also remember excel in life that is very important <laughs> okay right.
Great. For that matter, I was going to ask you about your learnings uh, from IMA, but I think you gave a very nice example of the life learning that you still carry from your professor. Yeah, yeah. There are many others. I mean, it's not that I've forgotten everything. I remember Excel quite well, <laughs> right? I still do match. I still do index match. That's something which I do. Even tables I've forgotten, but yeah. But this is what I mean. What you should learn is a discipline. Yeah, the place is very disciplined. I I like that part of it, and that was matters. It doesn't matter what you know in life because anybody can know in a few days. Somebody will take two days. Somebody will take four days. But what it matters is how reliable you are. And one of the things which IMA should teach you, uh, and it does teach you in many uh, sort of undocumented ways, is to be reliable. Right. When I I love the VAC part. You know, everybody hates it. And and you ask any alumni, and they'll say this was a great lesson. Not because what I wrote. I don't even remember a single VAC what I wrote. Right. But what you remember is that you are responsible to deliver a result in time. Come what may, printer goes wrong, your problem. People put value other people who you can trust on. You know, if I, if you can give a task to someone and forget it, in terms of quality and delivery, it's great. Those people are great. If if you, if they do eighty percent of the work in terms of quality, but hundred percent in terms of reliability, I would take that person than the reverse. Somebody who's hundred percent quality and eighty percent reliability. Right, that is why Sehwag and Tendulkar may Tendulkar is a better batsman. He is more reliable. Sehwag was a better stroke player, but Tendulkar was more reliable. Dravid was more reliable. Right, so that is uh, in life you realize that reliability matters and and quality is important, but uh, reliability and timeliness, all these things are important. And I think IMA teaches you that uh, more than anything else. That's one thing you should learn in life. Okay. That is your last chance to learn in life, second year especially. Because that's when reliability goes for a toss. Right. Final question: uh, yeah. What would be one piece of advice that you would want to give to your PGP one self? Well, PGP one, such as the ones who are incoming. So, first of all, congratulations for being here. It's a wonderful place, and uh, you have obviously been, uh, you know, given a great opportunity to learn and evolve and grow. And uh, do realize that. Uh, you know you must explore yourself in life you've got good two years to explore and this is a great time to explore whatever you want to do in life uh, you could do so many things when you are in uh, college uh, you're still in college and you've got good two years to experiment whatever you want to do whether you want to get into social work or politics or entrepreneurship or singing dancing whatever you want to do pick a few targets and uh, try it this is your last best chance to try something odd so don't just fall into the whole idea that i must do only one thing which everybody else is doing uh, it's okay if you want to be an ice call it's great thing if be that but just because somebody else wants to be an ice call and it seems cool to be one uh, doesn't mean that you need to chase it you may have a different uh, aim and ambition in life a different goal in life a different dream in life so don't let that go and uh, keep chasing it and there's a lot of opportunity which you can extract uh, from this place or uh, do understand that you get a voice here one of the things which you get is a voice people will listen to what you say uh, more than any other place you've been and uh, and that also means you have to be more reliable so experiment those things have a say on things uh, don't copy other people's say uh, but form your own opinions and do not waste a moment of your time because a moment of your time in this you know whatever 730 days you have uh, going forward i think it's just is just every moment is precious so don't waste it don't waste it right and that doesn't mean you don't talk to your friends or don't make friends or don't start not you know this whole sleepless patterns these are not good but you need to find what you like in life 
and invest your time in that. And that is a great thing which you can do at IIM. It's got so many other things, uh, you know, you can explore virtually everything in life. Uh, so do that and explore a few things which you love. Set your goals high. Don't let yourself be governed by what the society expects you to do. You, you sort of, in a way, when you graduate out of this campus, you are guaranteed a basic minimum life. So don't worry about that, those things in life. Set your goals a little higher than the obvious. And if you're getting things easily, you know, whatever you are achieving, if you're getting them very easily, remember that then you're not setting your goals high enough. So if, you, if that is happening with you, then you need to up your dreams and up your goals. Uh, there has to be some struggle in life because you are worth it. You're, you're worth those goals, which are higher. So that's what it is. Remember the campus. Uh, remember your friends. Uh, be respectful of your professors. And in all this, since you're entering into a new world, uh, and some of you are coming from home, uh, don't forget the contribution of your parents. It's very easy to sort of make, make your mom and your dad or you know them as victims of the busy schedules of IIM. So don't do that. That's a lot of people do that. And believe me, if you do that, you will do it. You will, uh, you will regret it. So don't do that. You, uh, no matter where you go, you should spend time over telephone or whatever else. Now if you do video chat with your parents. Uh, they will miss you wherever they are. And, uh, and don't, and they'll not obviously complain. That's how parents tend to be, but that doesn't mean that they don't miss you and they don't want you to be, uh, you know, talking to them and telling them what you're doing in life. And they are obviously proud of you, but they want to be connected with you. So don't, don't do that. It's, I've seen so many, you know, first years and second years tend to do that when they just cut off so easily from parents, because that's the easiest one to cut off from, because they'll not complain. Everybody else will complain, but they will not. So don't make them victims of their love and uh, go about in your life all the best. And uh, I'm sure you'll shine. Okay. That's a brilliant message. <laughs> Yeah, that's thank a great so note. Uh, thank you so much, Shrijan sir, for, for this extremely candid conversation. Thank you for being so frank with us. And uh, it was extremely, uh, I, I won't call it informative as much as I, I'd call it, like it was extremely wise, uh, the words that right. you shared, and, and uh, they were invaluable, I'm sure. And I'm sure that the listeners would be glad that they spent one hour uh, listening to this conversation. And uh, thanks a lot. We hope this podcast was insightful and fun to listen to. You can find Sejan on Twitter at the rate Sejan Pal Singh. Do follow the SARC IMA page on Insta to stay up to date with all the news of our future episodes. Also, do give us feedback on what we can improve or who we should invite in the forthcoming episodes of Beyond the Red Bricks. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy.